I'm Alexandria Kenyon, spiritual mentor and your host of Conscious Connection, a podcast where we create space for humanness within spiritual development. Me and my, when she feels like it, co-host Kimber Klein are giving you a real behind-the-scenes look of what it is actually like to be on a spiritual development path. We will talk with coaches, healers, and other spiritual leaders who are making impact, as well as our clients, who will share their real-life experience as they practice owning their intuitive gifts. Stick around for unfiltered conversations that may or may not poke fun at New Age spirituality, giving you permission to show up imperfectly human. Oh, hello. Let me pull this microphone over here. Hello. Welcome back to Conscious Connection, the podcast. I'm your host, Alexandria Kenyon, soul translator, a new title, and psychic mentor. Oh, this is not the day. So I'm going to let my cat in because he's going to scream at the door. Let me pause this. Okay, I'm back. So I have a new title. It's Soul Translator. And what does that mean? It's essentially this concept that um, through my clairvoyant, claircognizant, clairsentient, through my psychic abilities, I am able to see your soul and help you bring more of that soul essence into your everyday life. Um, Whether that's building a business and using your creative energy to build a business, using your creative energy to have more fulfilling energy or relationships, um, using your creative energy to have a massive spiritual growth. I am your support to help you translate your soul. Super cool. I've been sitting with that one for a while. Yay. I think it really encompasses everything I do. Uh, hypnosis, past life regressions, psychic readings, photography, uh, business coaching, and it brings it all together into one thing, which is incredibly difficult um, to even try to explain quantum reality and psychic information in one sentence. Okay. So that was hard for me. Okay. So today's episode I was sitting in my shower and this download came through and I have been on this like creative high. I'm a manifester in human design. So when I get urgy, like it is time, creative energy is coming through. Um, I'm in the shower and I was like, I want to do an episode about our healing energy or our creation energy or our sexual energy. Cause they're all the same thing. It's all creation energy. When we have sex, we can create a baby right? When we heal, we're creating something new. We're changing something. We're manipulating something to be different. Um, yeah. Our creative energy, it's creation. (gasps) Yay. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to talk about, um, what our healing energy is and how it gets zapped by people around us and, um, how you can start to become more conscious of that in your everyday life. Um, I want to share a story. We just finished the holidays and I have been in what I would like to say is like a rest, but also like a drought. I was like, huh, why am, why am I not producing content? Why am I so inward? Why, why does nothing want to come out of me? And there's, I mean, it's winter, (laughs) 
it's a, it's a period for deep introspection and rest, and we have less energy and less sunlight. So there's that physicality of it. And my realization is that I was pouring all of my creative energy into, um, healing other people. Yeah. So, um, if you resonate with being a healer or an empath or a problem solver or a mediator or the go-to person, or maybe you're the therapist of your friend's group, whatever it is, uh, chances are you are overextending your healing energy. Oh, don't come for me. <laughs> when I realized this after going through psychic training, that I was completely overextending my healing energy because that's what I was taught to do, right? The people around me as a natural healer, and we're all, all pretty much naturally healers. It's just the energy. Um, I started using my healing energy when I was three. I was like, oh, okay, I'll just fix this. I'll just heal this. I'll just do this, right? And so I became subconsciously the family's problem solver and the family's healer. And it became my quotations responsibility when things went wrong to change the energy, to fix that. And there's nothing wrong with that besides the fact that it was draining my energy and I couldn't use that healing energy to, to heal myself, to change my stuff, to change my in, internal landscape, to shift for myself, to create the life that I wanted. Now, as a child, it's a little bit different. I didn't really have control of that. But as an adult, sometimes I'll notice myself coming back into those patterns and those agreements, especially when it comes to my personal relationships. I love to support people. It's also something I do as a career. And so the balance and the boundaries between those two things often come up and say hello to me. <laughs> so this holiday season, um, I was like, okay, like my inner child was like, we're having a Christmas here. Like I wanted to throw all of my creative energy into that. And so I had a gorgeous Christmas for myself, for my partner, for my best friend, and um, for my partner's brother. And I was just like, I'm just gonna like pour all of this energy and I'm gonna like psychically like figure out what everyone's needs are and I'm gonna meet those needs through gift giving and like care and all of these, all this stuff. And I was like, why am I so resentful? <laughs> I have consciously decided to do this. Why at the end of the day, am I so like resentful? Why is there a little bit of bitterness and a little bit of anger coming up for me? When that energy is not, you know, returned. And I was like, oh, I watched this TikTok. <laughs> and it was all about pin keeping this phrase of kin keeping. And the example that this person had, had given was like so profound to me. It's like, if you're in a play, you know, there's the actors and the actors are doing their thing and they're doing work. 
but you forget about the people who are doing the lighting, setting up the stage, the choreographers, the people who are running all the behind the scenes, the ticket sales, the people who clean up the concessions, all of these people, right? And all of those behind the scenes people in this current paradigm that we live in, uh, in the everyday life, typically tend to be women. I'm not saying always. I, I was in a partnership where, you know, my my first marriage to where um, the actual roles were kind of reversed. Um, but typically in our society, this kin keeping or this responsibility for everything to run and to function and to plan it and to have the times and to get the gifts and to clean and to do all this is put on women. Hmm. And so I got to clear a bunch of pictures over the holidays of like, uh, no more. No, 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 no more. I, in the past, have used my creative energy to support men and running that program that I had to take my creative energy and give it away, take my healing energy, take this and give it away so somebody else could be successful um, is something that I'm clearing. And it started to clear when in my marriage because um, my partner at the time was really self-sustained. Um, he did his own thing. He really had no needs, honestly, um, which, you know, he had some needs, of course, like eating, and, but he was, he was pretty self-sustained. So I was able to, in that relationship, feel supported enough, feel like I didn't need to throw my healing energy at him because he wouldn't take it um, and use that to create a multiple six-figure business. Good times. Good times. So I'll notice now as I, I'm in the dating pool, I'm, I have a partner now, but as I had dated, how fucking distracting men and women have been in my life and not just dating, but friendships or trying to like, because when we're using our creative energy to manifest, like we're trying to manifest a partnership or we're trying to manifest a relationship or deeper friendships or whatever we set our intention to, our focus is like where our energy goes. So I was like, why isn't my business thriving? Oh, because my creative energy is dispersed all over the place. And I was like, oh, I am trying to heal people. So I feel like I have a place in their lives because this is the role that was put on me unconsciously as a child. So I'm like, okay, this is, this is how I'll take up space in my relationships. I will be the healer. I will be the one people come to. I will be the one. That's, that's a program. Like that's, that's no, 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 no. Um, and so internally this would create a lot of bitterness, resentment, anger when people wouldn't match that energy for me and would result in uh, disconnection and relationships failing. And so this topic came up to me for me today because I've been in this like really yummy creative portal 
And I was like, what, what were like the externals, like the, the shifts that I made in order to get here. And I want to talk about that. So I got, I, I got through the holidays. Uh, <laughs> and I was using a lot of my creative energy to manifest an experience for myself and the people around me. And it was lovely. I had a lovely time. It was also really exhausting. And I got sick because I was overextending my creative energy and not using my energy for myself. As I see the world moving forward, everyone is going to start to own their own creative energy and not have to like steal other people's or overextend or give too much or, you know, I've taken creative energy too, right? Um, so it's not to like shame anyone. It's It's more or less to acknowledge that we are so powerful and so creative, especially being in female bodies. We have the power to create life itself to literally physically manifest life through our wombs um, to make babies. Um, and so that energy has been misused. So women are sitting in this like bitter, resentful anger because their creative energy is being drained. And now... My picture on this was that if I can give my creative energy, my partner can support me and then I can chill. But uh, in this life, I guess I really want to use my creative energy to uh, create some some massive growth and change and um, cool stuff on the planet, not just babies. Like I want in this life to create a sustainable business that helps women ground and recognize who they are at a soul level. And so coming back to this idea of like, how did I get into this massive creative portal where all my creative energy is back? And like, I am not outsourcing to anybody else or being responsible for anybody else. And, you know, if you have children, you are responsible for your children. I'm responsible for my three cats who are all sitting on my bed and who have been literally chilling with me and sleeping with me all three of them it's been so weird it does not happen you guys should I just pull the computer over so you can see no it's okay it's all right it's all right okay so step one to reclaiming your creative energy to take space from everyone else this means having boundaries and requesting we don't ever demand something we request like hey I need space luckily I live I have my own room I live in my own home so I'm like I'm going to my house <laughs> I am in a relationship that is secure enough where I can spend two days in my own space and it feels really nice and so I get into my own house and I get to sleep by myself and oh my gosh, does that do so much for my aura? Just being in my own energy. It's like, it's like being resourced like by life itself. It's so amazing. So I sleep by myself and then I'm like, ooh, okay. The second I begin to kind of make separation and you can do this physically. I also do this energetically, but you can physically just separate yourself from everyone. 
separate yourself. And the process of that separation, there might be some of that emotional stuff that comes up that needs to be processed or moved out somatically, energetically, psychically, whatever. I will do that work. There's many, many different ways to do that. Um, But in a really simple way, it's just to be with yourself. If you need to put on a playlist or lay in your bed for an hour, start to create that separation. And what I teach in uh, my programs is how to call your energy back and to really like start to begin to collect yourself up because you can't be creatively manifesting if you're scattered all over the place orically. If you're in the future, stressed about the future, if you're in the past, like you've got to be here and present. That's how we manifest. Um, I would say birth is probably the most present you'll ever be in life, right? Like you are present to the pain. (laughs) You are there. You are physically there. It's the creation process. And so we bring our energy to ourselves and we create separation and then call our healing energy back. So um, as a recovering people pleaser, as a recovering uh, healer <laughs> of everyone else, as a, as a recovering person who takes responsibility for like everyone's stuff, um, being able to be like, to be able to know what's mine and what's not is something that's taken a lot of practice. So there's not really an easy fix for that, but it's like, "Mm, this just doesn't feel good. But the easiest thing I can share with you is that if it doesn't feel good or it won't release, it's like sticky and it's anxious and it's tense and your body's just like, what the fuck? Um, I like to explain that as like being fused. Like if your engine fuses, um, that's not your energy. Your energy will flow nicely through your body. If it's an emotion that maybe there's a little bit of fear sitting on top of that fear energy is not yours. It's coming from the past or it's just an energy. So once you move that fear, then your energy can start to run nicely again, I want to use the word lubricated, but I don't want it to be a sexual thing. It's like, you want to have your engine lubricated with your own energy and your connection to whatever your source is and your connection to the earth. And so once you're able to kind of create these separations and be in your own space and begin to sort of, um, we call this tracking track. Okay. That's not mine. Okay. Move that out. Um, okay. This isn't mine. Start to move that out and then call back your energy. That's when the creative magic starts to happen. That's when you get your energy back. When you start to do things for yourself that feel good for yourself, when you stop putting other people ahead of you, and I know that's easier said than done, but when you stop doing that is the moment that you are going to be able to manifest what you want on this planet. In a matter of two days, I have recorded two podcast episodes, uploaded them. I have uh, called in more clients. I am in this process of like getting very creative and like organized to launch a new program. So much energy is coming back to me. And I began to notice like, what would drain that energy? What's going to zap that energy? And this has nothing to do with the people around me. Everyone on this planet is going through something. Every single person is growing through something. I'm going to take a sip of water. The question that we have to ask ourselves 
as sovereign beings of our own space, as conscious beings, do I actually have the space for this? Where is my creative energy focused right now? And is this going to distract me from fulfilling that creative vision? I'm reading this book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And um, something that she put words to that I just have always kept in my headspace is this idea that ideas are kind of floating around in the ethers around us. Um, and that we kind of get these instantaneous downloads or ideas sometimes. And those ideas are their own uh, entity, their own being, and they're wanting to connect with us and they want to be in relationship with us. So um, as we make those connections and what I would call agreements with that energy to bring forth and to manifest through our physicality, um, a new thing on this planet um, going unconscious. Cause this is such a big thing. <laughs> we're making these agreements and we're able to manifest. And so why this was so profound to me is because of the idea that, um, if you don't have the creative energy or the focus, and I'll say that discipline is always the process of coming back to something. It's not necessarily like torturing yourself if you need to take a nap or you physically don't have the energy and you're depleted like that's you're not going to be able to be disciplined and focused on something but that the energy that wants to manifest on the planet will make an agreement with someone else and I've seen this happen in my everyday life when I've had this massive idea and then another healer launches that program in two weeks because I didn't pick it up it's kind of like bids in a sense, like these energies working with us. Oh, do we want to do that? Is that aligned for us? Like we are the conscious ones saying like, okay, this is a cool idea. Like for example, this podcast episode drops into my space. I'm like, oh, I have the energy for that because I'm focused. I'm here. I'm present. If I was scattered all over the place, if I was on multiple calls with all my friends and trying to solve their problems and hold space and to be a good friend or a good partner, like I probably wouldn't have had the physical, or mental, or creative energy to manifest this podcast episode. Huh. So it's really this balance of like, where, first of all, taking a moment right now and be like, where is my healing energy? Is it with my partner? Is it with my grandma? Is it with my mom or dad? Is it with my siblings? Is it with a coworker relationship at work? Am I trying to heal a company? It's not your responsibility to heal other people. I'll say that again. It is not your responsibility to heal other people. We are all adults and we're all growing in different ways on different paths in this life. Not everyone is growing the way you're growing and they don't have to. It's not your job to magnetize everyone to where you're at. It's your job to resource yourself, to take care of yourself. And if people want to go on your journey, it's your job to embody what you're doing and to allow that to vibrationally show them. There's not really words sometimes that need to be done when teaching someone. 
it's an embodiment of who you are and how you show up every single day. That teaches someone much better than sitting them down for a lecture or a lesson. It's like, okay, like this, let me show you how I want to be treated by treating myself in that way. Let me be kind to myself. There's so many different things. Um, that was another tangent, but I loved it. <laughs> Distraction. <laughs> so yeah, we have all of these creative ideas and we need to bring our creative healing energy here in the present time to us in our wombs, ready to go. And need to become aware. Oh, no wonder we're talking about distractions. I'm like distraction. We need to become aware of these distraction energies that maybe want to get in the way and create interference unconsciously, sometimes, sometimes consciously to what we're bringing here on the planet right now. Not everything is going to give you the green light to what you're doing. There may be opposition and the opposition may be coming from you and your own, uh, your own internal landscape, your saboteur. Oh my gosh. Can I please say this word correctly? Saboteur? Saboteur? Yeah. Okay. Got it. I get really, when I'm channeling a little bit, I get a little bit like, is the word going to come out right? Oh my God. My inner perfectionist is here. Hello. I have to say the words correctly or you guys are going to think that I'm not intelligent. Ah! Um, so yes, we are here in this creation energy and there's a lot of distraction. I mean, the daily, the daily stress of life is deeply distracting, but in order to get into my creative bubble today, I was like, there's always this urge to like call everyone that I have. I'm like, oh, I need to talk to them. I need to make sure I'm maintaining relationships. I need to check in. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that today. I'm going to clean my room. And I'm going to be in a creative bubble and my, I'm no, I'm not taking responsibility for anyone's emotions or anyone's drama today. And that felt so good. Like, can you give yourself a day? I know that you want to be in deep connection. And this is like an energy that comes up for me a lot. It's like, I want to be in connection with people. It feels good. And also in order to harness my creative genius, I need to be alone. I need to have my space and I can effectively communicate that with the people that I love, right? Like I'm taking space. Did I do that? Mm, probably not, but I did check in. Um, how do we create that space in order for us to get into that creative zone? Because you are an inherent, inherently creative being. It's this, It's just that you're not giving yourself the space or that your creative energy is in so many different things that you're not able to, you know, Focus that energy on what is dying to come through you. Your higher self is up there like, I have all these plans. And if the human would get on board, we would be so whatever your version of success is. Joyful, happy, content, um, at ease. Because that's what we're here to do. Be creative beings. So, um, coming back to that energy too, of kin keeping, um, I don't know why I want to come back to it, but 
the idea that women do a lot of the emotional and logistical labor and bring the groceries in and cook the food and plan the Christmas and all that shit was something that I hadn't experienced in a really long time. And it made me fucking angry to go through that this Christmas. I was like, why? Like, I actually really want to do this. I love being, being this person in this relationship to my friends, being in relationship with my friends in a way that, um, I can give my heart right? I love gift giving. It's so fun for me. I love hosting. It's so fun for me. So it's, I made these conscious, I consented to this and also just like, and cause both, and this energy of like resentful bitterness and anger that I had to do all, all of it. And that I even had to ask for help because we should be collaborating. And so these kind of energies have come up over Christmas and it was really quite draining to my creative energy because I was resentful that I wasn't actually being supported that people were I was like my work was going unseen and so how I shifted that was validating myself and also giving myself permission to say no like I need to be in my own space I've done a lot I've overextended and now I rest now I resource, now I fill my cup so that I can go and come into this 2023 energy and bring my healing energy to where it needs to be with the people. It'll be in my interpersonal relationships because that's just a normal thing, but I want to bring my healing energy to my business. Yeah. Yeah that's the year. It's the year my creative energy is coming back to my business. And so I'm so excited about that. Um, I'm just looking over my notes. Um, oh, okay. Last thing I want to give you guys a little bit of a tool so you can start to kind of become consciously aware of where you're like, where your healing energy at is at. And it's really simple. If you want to close your eyes and Whenever I do any visual visualization techniques, I also like to just turn on our visual visual centers. So if you could just imagine a blue ball for me. Excellent. And go ahead and blow that up however you want. Throw it out far away and blow that up. If you could visualize an orange cat, visualize that for me. Maybe see the texture of its fur go a little bit deeper than just like two-dimensional. What color are its eyes? We're just opening up these visual centers. Okay. Go ahead and blow that up. And the last one, we'll do a greenhouse. Can you visualize a greenhouse for me? What's the hue of that green? How big is the house? What kind of roof does it have? Excellent. Take that out of your space and blow it up. We're learning how to create and destroy and release attachment to what we're creating, turning on our psychic centers. And now I'd like you to visualize an arrow and just give this arrow like as if it was like in the game of life or like a, it's like a spinner arrow it spins all around it's 
horizontal and it spins around pointing towards you away from you north east south and west it's almost like a compass yeah great whatever image comes to you around the zero we're just in a state of acceptance and now we're going to set the energy of this arrow we're just gonna by in holding intention we're going to hold the intention that this arrow shows us where our healing energy is directed at this moment. Ha. Yeah. Okay. Notice, is it pointing away from you? Is it halfway towards you? Or is it almost towards you? Is it pointing back towards you? Where is it? And there is no judgment. Release your judgment. There's no correct or appropriate way of being. There's no shame if your healing energy is point, point, pointed out towards your grandma. It's okay. We're sentient, empathic, understanding, and compassionate beings. It's okay. Mine's about 80% towards me. And so I'm just noticing that I'm not shaming myself of like, oh, that, my 20% healing energy is out there. Oh, shit. No, it's right here. It's good. And even if it's pointing away, no judgment. There you go. Great. And go ahead and just take that healing arrow and just blow it up. What we're doing is just starting to become aware. We don't have to shift anything. We don't have to change anything. Sometimes when we bring it into our awareness, it starts to shift because we're becoming conscious to it. So take it out of your space, blow it up, erase it, whatever you want. Just destroy it. And so when you're in a situation where you're feeling the physical sensations of being overextended, maybe you're having some nervous system escalation, you're in fight, flight, freeze, fawn, you know, you jump over the ledge into dorsal and you shut down physically. Um, I'll notice when my energy is not towards me, when I'm feeling really overwhelmed, resentful, and I start getting angry. I'm like, oh, I'm overextended. Um, and I'll bring up that arrow. I'll just close my eyes and maybe clear out my space by creating some of these visuals. Like, and then I'll notice where my arrow's at. And then from there, I can take the next steps of like, okay, how do I, how do I get my energy back towards me? I ask myself this final question. What does my body need? What does my aura need in order for this energy to come back? And right now my answer that I'm just hearing is water. I need some water. So I'm going to do it. Okay. And we can go deeper into that too. In my one-on-one -on -one sessions, we start to work with, you know, healing that arrow a little bit more and um, moving any energy that's keeping that out and, and calling back and um, doing a little bit deeper work, but that's just the basics of it. Hope it finds you well. I thought the idea and the concept of kin keeping was so like mind blowing to me uh, being in a female body. I was like, oh my God, 
and there's also a part of me that deeply loves it so it's a both and situation um and yeah I wish you more space and I hope that you start to say hello and find access to that healing energy and begin to become conscious of like where it is that's the first step I hope you guys have a wonderful evening day wherever you're at on the planet (laughs) enjoy your journey Thank you for listening to Conscious Connection, the podcast. We want to remind you that any statements or opinions shared on this podcast are from our own experiences or that of our guests, and we invite you to take what resonates and leave what doesn't. If you love our show and want to connect with us further, please reach out through our website or Instagram linked in the show notes. We're excited to announce our group program, Metamorphosis, will be launching in the fall. To learn more, please go to alexandriakenyon.com slash metamorphosis. See you next time.